yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Switch on the bottom. No, goddammit. Yeah. I love you, sir. Thank you. All right. Well, sir, Jesus Christ. Some intense stuff right there. Hi, everybody. Look at this little lamp. Ready already, huh? You don't want to fuck around. I don't, I don't really know. Zip zap zap. Talk about how great it was to come into Philly. It was great coming into Philly. That's right. That's where we are. Sir, keep them in your pants. I saw a statue of uh, Benjamin Buttons. Harris Benjamin Buttons. Yeah. You know what they uh, say about that statue? It gets smaller. Eventually it just becomes clay. Yeah. Why is that? Don't worry. Okay. Uh, our president, Benjamin Buttons. Benjamin Buttons was our president. That's what I feel like is happening with Biden. Because every time I see him, I'm like, this is just getting younger and younger. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's in full baby mode. What is the secret? Yeah. I'm never going to get over seeing him be scared of the guy in an Easter Bunny costume. Never done it. To be fair, you uh, what is it? To be fair, you don't know if there was a guy in there. That could have just straight up been the mutant bunny, because that's how he reacted. Yeah. He was like, oh. Okay, now I think we can start. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing. Not recording? Nope. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I had a feeling. It's not rewarding? (laughs) And the dollop is brought to you in part by Squarespace. Squarespace, of course, an all-in-one domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform. Build a wonderful online presence. Run your business. Whatever you want to do online, you're going to do it with Squarespace. I'm telling you. I've been working with Squarespace for eight. I can't even remember how long. It's crazy. It's like we went to college together. Squarespace, uh, I was first attracted to uh, the websites because the templates are crisp and clean, super easy to use. Functionality is all there, everything I wanted. No updating. I don't want to update. I don't have to with Squarespace. Gareth also has his uh, comedy page with with Squarespace. And then, of course, we have the dollop. Podcast.com with Squarespace where you can get all your tour information and your tickets. And then uh, our sources page also with Squarespace. So we're completely in. But Squarespace is the best. Uh, like I said, very easy to use. 24-7 award-winning support. You can customize the look, the feel, the settings, products, everything with just a few clicks. Super, super easy. So here's what you're going to do. You are going to go to squarespace.com dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. And we are also brought to you by Helix Sleep. I have a Helix uh, mattress. I have been sleeping on that mattress for years now. It is a sweet, sweet sleep. It is a very comfortable mattress. When it comes to your door, Helix is a mattress that comes to your. It comes to you, and then it comes in a box. You open it up, comes to life. There's a lot of a lot of crying, a little bit of screaming, but in the end, there's a beautiful mattress that you can lay on and do other stuff on. I don't want to talk about that other stuff, but you can do it. Your pets can get on it. 
your if you have crabs, whatever kind of pets you got, they're going to love the mattress. So here's how it works. You go to uh, helixsleep.com. You take the Helix Sleep quiz. And then uh, after that, they know your personalized mattresses. They know exactly what kind of mattress you like, you need, you're going to want. And then it gets sent to you. Straight to your door, comes to your house. It's in a box. It's a beautiful experience. 100 nights risk-free trial. That means you can sleep on that bad boy for 100 nights. 100 and then you're like, okay, all right, well, I'm in. Or you're, or you're not, but you're going to be in, trust me. I've been sleeping on my Helix. I got a Dusk Lux, and it is, uh, I get a firm. I sleep on my, mostly on my fingernails, but uh, it works for me. And it's a very comfortable mattress. I sleep great, and that's all that really matters in the whole world, I think. Uh, the Helix mattress is American-made. They come with a 10- or 15-year warranty. And remember, you get to try it out for 100 nights, as I said, risk-free, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Those are two of the bigger magazines. So Helix is pretty sweet. That's what I'm saying. So look, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dollop. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We are also brought to you in part by Mindbloom. Look, struggles with mental health uh, can really loom large over our lives. Uh, maybe yours, maybe someone that you care about, and a lot of people have tried a lot of different things, or have they? Mindbloom is the solution for the next chapter in mental health and well-being. Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy. They offer a combination of science-backed medicine with with clinician and guide support for people looking to improve their mental health and well-being. Mindbloom connects uh, patients to licensed psychiatric clinicians to help them achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and artfully crafted experience. So here's what you do to start. You take Mindbloom's online assessment and you schedule a video consult with a licensed clinician to determine if Mindbloom is right for you. And then if you're approved... You'll discuss your health history and your goals for mental health treatment with your clinician to tailor the Mind Bloom regimen. And then they're going to send you a kit in the mail with the medicine and the treatment materials and tips for getting the most out of your experience. After only two sessions, 87% of Mind Bloom clients reported improvement in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. That's big. So it's time to enter the next chapter of mental health and well-being. Let Mindbloom guide you. My wife, uh, as many of you know, is a therapist, and her clients who have uh, used Mindbloom have gotten a lot of success with it. And my wife is a, a big fan of Mindbloom. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash dollop. Use promo code dollop at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop. And now back to this episode we recorded in Philadelphia. You're listening to the dollop. It's an American history podcast for each week. I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to this guy. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. 
So you say. January 26th, 1892. Paul Paul Patrio. I'm sorry, was there anything special that happened in 1892? Oh, it was the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Trio was born in Moscone, Italy. What? Where was he born? Moscone. <laughs> You're doing an accent and it's not helping me know where he was from. Moscone. Moscone. Okay. And that's in Italy? Yeah. Okay. Wow, very good. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He immigrated to the U.S. in 1910 with his wife, Angelina. Angelina. What the fuck? Both of them could read, write, and speak English, and they became U.S. citizens. Wow. Not much is known about his life. Okay, this is going to be a weird story, I feel like. It's like a huge component of this. Uh, so we know in 1930 he was working as a tailor and he had his own tailor shop. He also sold life insurance. Sure. It's just most stories lately, there's like, like he was a farmer and a pilot. And a doctor. Yeah. Fisherman. And he created the gun. He owned a house in Philadelphia's 26th Ward. That's about right. I don't know anything about your wards, but yes. 26. Nice. His oldest son was going to college. Uh, Paul, by all accounts, is a very successful American businessman living the dream. Okay. Then the Great Depression hit. Okay. And very few people could afford clothes made by a tailor. Right. Add to that, department stores, mass-producing clothes. It's, you know, it's, it's the death time for tailors. Right. So Taylor's demand dropping fast. He has seven kids. Jesus. Yeah, he was counting on that Taylor cash. Uh, And he liked to dress well, so he he needed another way to make money. Okay. He couldn't just make his own clothes? Uh, Feels like if there's anyone who could kind of figure this predicament out. Yeah, but like you need... You need the fabric. No, well, you need more. Like, you can't just make clothes. You also need food and stuff like that. Sure, but I mean, you didn't say he liked to dress nice and eat. Well, I just, I just assumed that you knew people had to eat. Well, of course I know they need to eat. But I mean, the, again, you're writing, sir. You said that he liked to dress nice. I'm just saying he could probably figure that out. What did I say he, about Nemesis? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm sorry. Sorry. You're right. You're right. So, he, he needs another way to make money, and now Paul is a self-proclaimed, I'm sure I'm going to fucking, just whoever's Italian, just yell. Um, I th- Dave, I don't think you need to tell those people to do that. <laughs> if you're Italian, just shout at me. Perfect. He is a self-professed affectionary, a male witch. So, 
We always wait for that initial detail. There we go. He's a vachatari? Yeah, okay. Sure. As close as I got, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> For all of our Fagitari listeners, we apologize. Don't give us one of your Italian witch spells. People in the neighborhood believed he had taken witchcraft lessons for 50 cents, each from an African-American seeress. Seeress? Yeah, like a, a woman who could see the oh, future okay. or whatever. Right, okay, okay. This allowed him to talk to spirits, sell magic powders, and just do general witch, witchy stuff. Sure, because he paid 50 cents per lesson, and now he can go sell powders. And now he, yeah, now he can do... Chitara stuff. Yeah, uh, yes. Right, right. Uh, locals called him a, quote, professor of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Or, or a... Now, witch. South Philly... Oh, the good, that's where they sell the health shoes. <laughs> Vitamin sneakers. The health shoes. That's right, we sell health shoes and good shoes. What do you want? You're not going to get both when you're getting a health shoe. These shoes will kill your kidneys. That's right. Get yourself a set of kidneys. Health shoe. Health shoe. Oh, you got a cough? Yeah. Try the health shoe. I feel so much better. Do you sell good shoes? Yes. I also sell sick shoes, but you don't want those. Those, the witches sell those. The fetchitaris. That's how I got the chlamydia. All right, just, just this pair then, sir. That's what I'm telling my wife. All right, so should I do a check or want to do cash or what do you, uh, not really, just these please, sir. And service. No. All right, you got the... And no, 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 sir, sir, gonorrhea. sir. Sir, sir, we're good. Just give me the fuck... Why don't you wear health shoes? You sell them. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. Don't answer put your finger down. I don't even want to know. Thank Her- you. Herbies. Uh, <laughs> All from the shoe. Yeah, you... No, I had nothing to do with anything else. All right, look. I'm not here to poke holes, as some people... Speak. No. I was going to say... No. Poking just holes. Just write a check, I guess, is the best thing. That'll take the shortest amount of time, I feel. Don't yeah. talk, because you you definitely look like you're about to talk more, so... <laughs> I can't think Here's of Here's $150. Just, I'll get out of here. Unfortunately, I can't think of any other VDs. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, South Philly was really big on uh, the old world evil eye. The old, the what, like the death stare? The evil eye, yeah. The, the, like, they believed in it, very much so. Uh, okay. Still do. Yes. And they were constantly looking for signs like reoccurring hiccups <laughs> or a few people yawning at the same time. Or a person whose eyes were flecked with another color. Were flecked. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Okay. And th- those people to them were evil. Yeah, they, have, they can give the evil eye. Right. Or, or I think if everyone's yawning, they're like, someone's getting the evil eye right now. So, like, quick, put your masks on. It's airborne. Oh, no, we don't put our masks on. Oh, right. Sorry. Just let her rip. Yep. 
To distract the evil eye, they wore charms shaped like devil's horns or phallic symbols. People would pay people like Paul to cast spells to keep them safe. Wow. From the hiccuping. Well, yeah, hiccuping is a sign. Right, yeah, okay. Paul Paul sold charms and magic potions which brought unhappy housewives into his shop, and Paul enjoyed the ladies. So, I'm just going to, not trying to jump ahead, but it feels like one of his remedies to an unhappy housewife would be, again, getting the devil away with a penis? Yes, sex, right. Yes. Right, okay. Uh, Despite having a belly and being married, he's a ladies' man. So he's a little roundish guy, but uh, the ladies fucking love him. Right, that's fine. And he's married. A little cushion pushing. Uh... There were quite a few people doing what Paul did, and they would gain the trust of the superstitious immigrants and then take advantage. Right. So are you saying that Paul was not uh, a real vegetarian? Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying he's not actually a witch. Well, thanks for the heads up. Uh, Paul's uh, witch work brings them in contact with other people in the same world. They can work together a little bit, like... uh, Morris Bulwer. Morris was a Russian Jewish immigrant who was known as Louis the Rabbi. That's right. Okay. The name has nothing to do with. No, he's not his a. His name. Not a just rabbi. Louis. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, the fetchatar. I mean, it's you don't really need to get certified. I, you know, I said I was a rabbi for four or five years. Last time we were here in the the, the, the temple, I was. Uh, yep. My whole thing was I was a rabbi. You yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember? I was sued. <laughs> sued? Yeah, they sued me. For? Just, well, impersonating a rabbi and just performing a circumcision. <laughs> rabbi Moyle. That was my name. I'm not doing a multi-hyphenate. I was Rabbi Moyle. Who'd you do the circumcision on? You, dummy. Remember? You got furious because I overdid it? I did it three times. And then you said, try the tip, and I went, oh, yeah. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) So, as you said, Louis not a rabbi. He just taught Hebrew. He said he was a mystic and had magical healing powers. That's right, yes. Very simple. A lot of Italian immigrants in South Philly came to Louis for, for cures and lucky charms, and Paul and Louis became friends, started working together. So at some point they had the moment where they both admit that they're full of shit and decide oh, yeah. they can be full of shit together. Yeah. You know, he's like, so you do, what is, it feels like uh, you're able with the, the devil cock to swear off uh, devils and demons and things of that nature? You know, very interesting, because as a working rabbi, I am able to also uh, get rid of uh, evil spirits, things of, uh, you know, the dimension such as... Uh, you're bullshitting too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, I just want to make sure. Because I'm like, yeah, honestly, no, I've never gotten this far in the conversation with some of the bosses. I was like, I was going to really about to... Yeah, I was digging, yeah. digging, digging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even Jewish. So, yes. yeah, it's like, I'm not Italian. Yeah, there we go. I'm uh, Polish. Holy shit, this is quite the... Ra- I'm Polish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not even Russian. I was lying too. I'm not even a guy. I'm not guy. <laughs> I'm human horseman. I'm a dog. I knew your dog. 
You good boy. So they started referring clients to each other and started this looking. This guy is unbelievable. <laughs> you have an happy housewife. You go see my buddy. He is unbelievable. Paul is the best there is. And they start looking for ways to make money together. Now, Paul has a few life insurance agents he knew, and they tell him about a way to make money off insurance. Okay. Take out a policy on someone with bad health in your name as the beneficiary. Uh, the Mike Malloy theory, right? Yeah. Right, yes. Okay, so you, you're hedging, I mean, it's um, human death wagering. Well, yeah, except unlike Malloy, they, they're doing it on people they think are going to die. Right, they're not yeah. trying to kill the person, right. but they are, yeah. Which, by the way, I feel like that will come back in the stock market at some point. There I will be, so. like, a time when they're like, this guy looks pretty sick. What do you say? I'm all in on Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be a great phase. Great. Six, seven months, I'd say. So, so hopefully the person would die soon and they could collect the money. Hopefully, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, God forbid they pull Stay through. Stay alive. Yeah. Jesus. A lot of policies could be written without a medical exam because the company's made enough money to handle the risk. Wait, what? Say that again? A, a, a lot of the policies the person wouldn't have to get a medical exam because the companies were making enough money. Oh, okay, right. They could be like, all right. That's... So how were they determining who was unhealthy, just kind of based on... I think based on, like, talk around, you know, <laughs> okay. the community. What do you got on that guy? Well, he ain't doing great. <laughs> he ain't feeling well. He is always holding his stomach. I seen him bar from the alley the other night, and he wasn't even drinking. I like what they hear. I like what they hear. I know a guy who has chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, and herpes. We better hope that none of these people go get health shoots. Otherwise, <laughs> there's health insurance. I don't, this is not my first language, you have to admit. That's pretty fucking good for like, you know, don't be fucking pricks. I'm so hoarse. So Paul starts doing that. He took out some uh, by the person's wife or, or kids and then assigned them kids. to himself. Yeah. Uh, and he just took them out uh, himself saying he's a relative, like he's doing different little. Now Paul had a cousin, uh, Herman, a 40-year-old barber. He lives in uh, Langholm and uh, he also has a side business of counterfeiting an arson. So this is stuff he does on the side. His main job, he's a, he cuts hair, but then sometimes he'll burn shit down. And, or or will he? make some fake, pile of fake money. Right. Yeah. I, like, I love the, the side hustles of these people. Yeah. They're really great. Yes. Yeah. Fun. He had a lot of con, uh, contacts in uh, the Black Hand or the Mafia, as uh, it is now known. Okay. He was known to flash a giant roll of fake bills. That's cool. Swuck around. Yeah. See that? Monopoly. Yeah. Guy loved it. What do you think of that? Huh? This is mostly paper. Herman was... cool, huh? What? Hmm? No. Okay. Herman was married with five kids. Cool. He also dressed very stylishly. He's five feet, five inches tall, but a huge ladies' man. He was known as, quote, smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 Now, Herman told Paul he could make money if he sent the insured to California. If he sent the insurer? The insured. Oh, the insured. got the policy okay. on. Why? Well, California meant killing someone. Well, now that I know the translation, I get it. <laughs> well, I wish you'd said something earlier. I spent a lot of money on buses. <laughs> it's got a postcard from one of them. I'm having the best time. I'm an actor. I bet sent guys up all over the coast. I got them on houses. They got like a having... house together. They're loving it. <laughs> got a guy in Malibu. I'm starting a band. I'm fucking broke. God damn it. And I have a half a mind to send you to California. The new one. <laughs> now, Paul's not really sure about this idea. It's a pretty big step. Seems, <laughs> seems risky. I, love, I mean, it's just amazing because it's like, Every, the progression is like, hey, let's take out life insurance on the sick. Hopefully they die. Hey, you know, you could just start killing them. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? Oh, yeah, man. a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to fix the game. So uh, instead of this, he leaned on his and Louis' witchcraft to speed up the depth. So they're actually trying witchcraft to speed up the death. That'll work. Okay. Yeah. So he is a bullshit witchcraft artist. I mean, maybe he's not. And now I, so now, now he I, kind of believes like he is able to do it to some extent. I think, I think they all to some extent believe that there's I mean, eventually, yeah, you'd be like, shit. but again, like, it's pretty... Uh, I mean, I think they use it to scam people, but also there's, there's a basis in truth to it. Right. Like, they, sure. do, they all do believe in the evil eye. Like, they do believe in certain things. Right, right. Yeah, like, we, I mean, like, like John Edwards, like, at some point was like, actually, I am able to, like, probably contact people. Yeah, yeah, I got this. I think there was a woman whose name started with W out there today. I don't care. I'm using the fucking reference. No. But even with their witchcraft, the deaths aren't happening fast enough. Mmm, he's not witching well. It's the witch harder. Now, one of Louis' clients has a husband who's cheating. Okay. And so Paul moves in and woos the wife. Starts uh-huh. moving in on the wife. Sure. Her husband has a $10,000 insurance policy. I, Dave, I'm, I, things feel like they're going in a bad direction. He's also a heavy drinker. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they tell her to when he's really fucking hammered one night, strip him naked mm-hmm. and then open a window. Mm-hmm. Right yep. by where he's sleeping. So far, it doesn't feel like he has to be naked for this. Just get his clothes off. Open a window. And then I'll come in and fuck him. And then I'm going to bang him. All right? And then uh, I'm going to marry him. All right? <laughs> Stick with me. Okay. Then I'm going to divorce him and break his heart. <laughs> then we kill him. What? Then we'll kill him. After I've fucked him, loved him, and left him, we'll kill him. It's what? the perfect crime. I don't even think it's, I don't even know if it's a crime. I don't know what's happening. Is it crazy to just marry your husband for a couple years after I fornicate with him? I mean, he's not open your husband. mind a little, huh? What? What? I'm not just going to kill someone I've never married. Oh, you're an animal. And I'm technically a dog. 
you only kill people you marry, but you're a hitman. I'm new to this, and I want us get to know him. Wow. Anyway, get him naked and open that window. Well, she does it, and the guy dies. From just freezing? Yeah, he freezes to death. So easy to freeze someone back then. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. No clothes, open the window, he'll die. He's like the anti-Mike It feels like Malloy. that could have happened any, like, naturally. Probably why it's a perfect crime. Yeah. Um, so she splits the money with Paul and Louie. And then Paul is like, well, this is the way to go. And he starts he looking for more... He's got to get him naked and open windows. Yes. He starts looking for more greedy, unhappy women. But one big problem was with the depression on, not a lot of husbands had life insurance. Wow. Damn. Such a bummer about that depression. Really <laughs> fucked Paul over. So Paul talked, to woman, uh, Paul talked to a woman named Anna Arena... So he talks her into taking out an insurance policy on her husband, Joseph. Okay. Uh, now, is he, is he, he's, he's like, I'm falling in love with you. Like, is he doing that stuff or he is, he is sleeping with them? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. not. Sometimes Other times just, he's just like, you seem down. Want to kill your husband by freezing him? Well, yeah, sometimes, okay. Sometimes it's just a client. He goes, do you want to get rid of your fucking asshole husband? Like, it's a variety of things. Okay. What a good witch. Yep. Classic witchcraft. A lot of spells. My spell involves you taking all of the clothes off of your husband and opening a window. Ooh. That's a Ooh. ghost. That's not a witch. I'm a witchy man. <laughs> oh. You don't even know what a fucking... Ah, hold on. I'm looking into the ball. Oh. What? The ball. The bowling ball. Ooh. Yes. Oh. Interesting. You have no idea what a witch is. I am, I am one. You take off all of your husband's clothes. Oh. Uh. Uh. Okay. Interesting. No, not interesting. I didn't even say open a window. Whoa. Stop it. Pretty good. No. Oh. No. Ooh. <laughs> um, so, Louis the rabbi tries his sorcery. It's not really working fast enough. Ooh, that sounds very. Come on. Oh, that's sorcery. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Thank you. Uh, so he calls up Herman and asks Herman, "Hey, can you help me send this guy to California?" So Herman reaches out to two guys to do it. One happened to be Anna's lover. So he must have known this guy's Anna's side piece. So she is unhappy. That's how you know she's unhappy. He'll help kill. He'll, he'll be happy to help kill. Sure. It's his, it's his lover. It's, I like that it's a given that everyone will jump in on the murder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's banging her. He'll fucking murder him, obviously. Who wouldn't? So... The two guys must have known the husband because they talked to him and they planned on a fishing trip with Joseph on June 30th. Uh-huh. And then they get on the hey, lake. Hey, why don't you get naked when we fish? What? Come on. <laughs> Put your feet in the river. Perfect. I thought we were just going to shoot him. Oh, yeah. 
once out on the lake, they knocked him out with an oar and then threw his unconscious body in the water. Yeah. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You have absolutely no idea what a fucking witch or ghost is. Put a spell on him. Get the oar. Ooh. Hit the fucking guy with it. Oh! Splooshy splashy! Oh! oh! I'm exhausted from that. Oh. We're all exhausted. Oh. Oh. You're the- Anyone got a cigarette? I'm fucking done. Oh. Oh. Was that good or what? No. Oh my lord. No. Oh. I gotta use my little penis handle. Mm. <laughs> Ah, that was good. That was real good. So Anna, Anna collected the insurance, as it's clearly an accident. And <laughs> I mean, what do they say? A fucking fish jumped out and knocked him out. It's fucking salmon. You know they go the other way? We had no idea. Two of them just kept going back and forth, just walloping the guy. Poor bastard. I don't know what they said. I, I couldn't find that. It would be amazing. I mean, it's just... Because that's a great thing to do if you want to hide the body and get rid of it. You know, just yeah. like in the river. But it's, all, it's a crazy one to be like, he's dead. What happened? He died fishing. Fuck. I don't know what we were going to say. Uh, Here's the deal. We was with him, and he was on the boat, and then he fell, and he hit his head right on the water. Yeah, the water. And yeah. the whole thing just caved in on the side. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah, I mean, that too. Yeah. But when he fell, we were rowing. And his head went down, and we did a hard row. And I row like this. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the rabbi Up here, and down. he rows like that, because um, he's part moyo, huh? Very similar to the, yeah? Come on. That's pretty good, considering we, you know. Ooh. <laughs> So she collects the insurance. It's an accident. She gives the money to Paul, who splits it up between everyone involved. Anna's just happy that her husband's gone and she can now be with her side piece guy. Right. So it's a, a good very, business model. Yeah, it's very successful. Right. It works for everybody. So, <laughs> everybody wins, except for the guy. Yeah. But anyway, so, he died what he loved. Yeah. So they decided to continue. They bring in Herman who would pose as husbands to take out life insurance policies. So, th- I mean, again, this is just kind of the luxury of the time where you could just go in and you're like, so he's going to different ones, obviously. He's not just going to the same one. Like, I'm also married to her. Yeah. And her too. Yeah. I'm a different guy. Well, okay, okay. He's just going to a different cashier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Um, the guys started being dil- killed in different ways. Louis liked to hit them on the head with a sandbag. Which caused a cerebral hemorrhage. The method really depended on what the guy did. Uh, like a, a roofer, a roofer was thrown from the top of an eight-story building. So you would cater it to what was the guy he working did. on the building, or were they just like he loves heights? <laughs> Boom! What roofer is going to be on the ground when he dies? Yeah, he... we take him high up. Boom! He fell off the skyscraper. Yeah. No problem. Boom. 
No, he sees a building and he's like, hold on, I'm a roofer. I'm going to go up there. Now, are they really getting him up there or are they getting him like somewhere? Oh. They're throwing a sandbag on him and then they're like taking him to a building and then going like, hey, all right. I mean, it's different guys. Some guys just got the sandbag and they died. But right. the roofer was probably working and they threw him. Okay, so he yeah. was working. They were like, hey, can we see a certificate? Certificate. Shove him. <laughs> and then... Instead of beating people to death and throwing them on roofs, they turned uh, to poison, arsenic. They're Mike Malloy. So Paul would find the victims, usually through wives who came to him as clients. So Qu- is it, it's kind of that out in the open? Like, I mean, wives are like, they're like, this is, you want to kill your husband, you go see these guys. Yeah. There's what does a- he like to do? All right, we're thinking we're going to throw a sandbag on him. And, um, you know, say he was swimming. Boom. Ooh. Done. Uh, quite, a the f- quite a few of the women are happy to go along with it to get rid of their husbands uh, and knowingly poison them. Or they help Paul so he could do it. But some were told they were giving their husband a love potion to make them fall more in love with them. Wow, you gave him too much. His heart freaking exploded. He was overwhelmed with emotion for you. Oh, I guess you got to give us part of that insurance money, though, huh? You messed up. We ain't going to tell anybody because we like you, okay? Some they tricked into buying life insurance. Others they scared How into... How do you do that? I don't know. I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> It's an amazing thing to do. Go ahead and sign here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Others, they scared into buying it uh, during seances. I, it's coming to me right now, and he's saying, oh, what a weird, so transactionary, but I guess I'll just say it. Take out a huge insurance policy on your husband? Ooh, What? I'm as baffled as you are, but I guess we should listen to the spirits? I don't know. What do you think we should do? Should probably just do it to be safe. I mean, it's just $10,000 policy. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. I'm merely a vehicle for these spirits. Yeah, no, the spirits are just talking through you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's taking me over. You should take out a big insurance policy on your husband. What did he say? What did he tell you to do? The exact same thing you did. The same. That's crazy. So that's two of us? One from this realm, one from that realm? I think you gotta do it. What do you, th- I mean, I'm, whatever you think, but. I mean, I think you probably, oh, 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 You should definitely do it. I'm a different spirit. Oh, shit. I'm exhausted from all that. That is tight. Was that just a lady who was in me? I feel so feminine. What did she say? Did she have any new ideas? Hopefully. No, it's the exact same thing. That she also? Yeah. I mean, at this point, I feel like you got to. I don't. Am I crazy? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Why don't you do it to be safe and we'll just see if there's any other spirits with any other ideas over the next 24 hours. But go do that, then come back, I'll let you know if there's anything that happened. Is that nuts? <laughs> um, They're fucking pissed at you. <laughs> they don't like your attitude. Okay. Unhappy wives were offered illegal abortions, then blackmailed afterwards and told to give poison to their husbands. So what, six, seven years from now, basically? <laughs> Not, so they were, say that again. So they were in an unhappy marriage and they got pregnant, so they didn't want to have the kids, so he, they would help them get abortions and then they would blackmail them for having the abortion. Okay, right. Well, fucking so dark, but also Also so the future. Possible. yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, we're Kavanaugh Alita. Not all knew what, uh, what was happening. Paul told one woman to slip a powder in her husband's glass and it would cause him to stop drinking. Instead, it killed him. Well, to be fair, he doesn't drink no more. Problem solved. So, um, guess you gotta give us like $8,000? <laughs> Is that wild? Uh, one woman paid Louis 500 to cure her grandson who was paralyzed, uh, but she ended up in jail when her husband died from the poison. How does that work? I don't know. Is he still paralyzed? Yes. But is your husband paralyzed? Yes. Well, okay. Wheels are in motion. God works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. Um, they recruited Karina Favato, who was known as the Philadelphia Witch. Oh, boy. Karina sold charms that were supposed to turn cheating husbands into faithful men. <laughs> when women came to see her, she would put a bit of poison in their drinks, just enough to make them sick, then she would make it seem like she had healed them. She's got to really be, like, careful with that measurement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, she's dead. Well. Mm. On June 26, 1983, both Karina's husband and her 17-year-old stepson died of what was reported to be pneumonia. <laughs> ammonia? They died, pneumonia. They died of, ammonia, of pneumonia. pneumonia. I said ammonia. <laughs> they died from Ammonia. Um, going around. She threw a party the day they died mm. and then bought a new car. That's how I want to go. <laughs> well, I'm going to die later. Let's have a party. Your son's dead. Yay, a Buick. All right. She gave Paul and Louie a list of clients who were ripe for picking. By the end of 1937, the poison ring had killed about 50 people. Holy shit. I mean, this is not a very sustainable business model. 50? Why not? Well, I mean, it's, you're murdering a lot of people. Um, yeah. Right, fair. Uh, good pushback. But they must also be making, are we talking about $10,000 a pop here? Yeah, they make a good money. So five, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and this time is $1.2 billion, right? Yeah, sure. Perfect. Okay. So it's just very lucrative. At some point, you yeah. got to, like, you know, 
cash Keep out. Keep going. Keep going, exactly. Thank you. Now, at this point, they had on their payroll doctors, druggists, undertakers, and even a matchmaking service for the new widows. Oh, my God. Why do you even need that? Just Gotta because, like, afterwards, like, in case, they want, in case they're, like, depressed and they want to talk, they're like, oh, thank God it worked out. I have a new bow. No, to set them up for the next one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is so that true? Innocent. You're so innocent. Yeah. So already they're like, hey, my husband just died. Well, what you need to do is get back on your feet as soon as possible, okay? This guy's unbelievable. <laughs> you know what you should probably do? Put a little love potion in his drink just to make sure. Yeah. Might be a good idea, huh? Yeah. Ooh. No. How come every guy you set me up with is deathly ill? I don't know. So wild, huh? It's like, what? <laughs> This matchmaking service, I think they suck. Go out with him. Get a life insurance policy. Date him for a minute. See what happens. If you like him, take off all his clothes and open the window. Is that nuts? Maybe try it? No, no. We're all just like a team pitching here. Yeah. Herman had a friend named Ferdinand. I don't trust him. <laughs> who helped with counterfeiting and fencing goods. Uh-huh. And he had a really hot wife. <laughs> okay. She was not happy with the marriage and started having an affair with Herman. Okay. So Herman talks her into getting rid of Ferdinand. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what to do. He's like, I mean, <laughs> this is actually what I do professionally. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I get rid of husbands. Uh, which one's Herman? Is he the... Herman's the counterfeiting arson brother, oh, a cousin bro- of Paul. Okay, right, gotcha, yeah. okay. Uh, so, Herman, Herman's not a murderer, so he goes, he goes to find one. But I know murderers. So this is George Meyer. He uh, just gets out of prison, and George wants to start an upholstery cleaning business, but needs a loan to get some money to start it. I want to be on the up and up, straight and narrow. I think I want to do upholstery. That's really what I want to do. But the problem is I don't have any money. Well, we got an idea. <laughs> well, no, he comes to Herman because Herman has the counterfeit cash. Right. And so Meyer wants to borrow $25. Oh, my God. Herman counters and said, what about 600 in real money or 2,500 in fake money to murder a guy named Ferdinand? I mean, I think I just would do the $25, to be honest. (laughs) I love options, but now that I hear those, the $25 seems pretty great. I just got out of jail, so it would be great to just get the 25 real dollars. So we're going to do it? Uh, I mean, I, the 600 is great, but again, it's murder. It's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 2,500 fake feels not great either. It's so. pretty good. Uh, I mean... Kill a guy, get something that's not real. Right. Huh, wait, what was that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, good sell. You kill a guy, you get fake stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... Oh, okay. 600 real ones. Right. So much more than 25. That's but right. again, it's that whole murder thing to me is just sort of... Nah. Yeah, I guess it's sort of whatever. <laughs> I would do it myself, but my hands are hurt. Uh-huh. They're hurting. 
You, right, your hands hurt so you can't kill him. All right, sure, yeah, I guess I'll. Good call, kid. Thanks. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I feel like, since Before we're talking about it, it, I feel like it works out. Before you do it, let's take out insurance policy on you. I mean, now I think I definitely want the 25. The 25, I just think sounds so good now. I'm gonna go on back, I'll get the 600. Okay, and thank you. So, uh, Meyer, uh, so he wanted Meyer. This was his plan for Meyer. It's a really good plan to murder Ferdinand. He wanted him to hit him with a lead pipe, then throw him down some stairs so it looked like an accident. Now, whack him a couple times so it looks like the stairs really hit him hard. <laughs> With like a rounded thing. You know what I mean? So whack him with a pipe, then shove him down the stairs. That cover- I mean, amazing to think you could cover your tracks that easily. <laughs> what did he die from, coroner? Well, he's got a huge dent in the back of his head, and he was at the bottom of some stairs. I think this case is pretty closed. He fell down them, head first, repeatedly. He hit every stair on the way down on that back part of his head. Strange fall, if I've ever seen one, but... No need to question. Strange that there's some numbers dented in the back of his head, too, isn't it? <laughs> Three-quarter inch. Three-quarter inch stairs. Tiny stairs, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, stairs for a mouse, really, but I'm not here to nitpick. Nope. So he found out a set of mouse stairs that weren't at the scene. Look, I've got a lot of bodies in here lately. I don't yeah. have time to go over case after case. He fell down a set of mouse stairs and hit the same spot over and over again. And mouse stairs are, have their sizes listed. Move on, everybody. Uh, so, Myers doesn't say no. Interesting. He doesn't take any money, but... He doesn't take... I'd like to do it for it free. <laughs> it sounds like a great time. He's not saying yes, he's not saying no. Um, what he does is he goes to the Philadelphia police. Who can la- I kill a guy if I'm getting paid for it, <laughs> officer? Of course you can. Well, the cops just laughed at him and said he was making it up. Good cops. Always finding a way to be great. Ha! Imagine someone paying to kill a guy. Get out of here, Meyer. Nice try. <laughs> So Meyer had previously been a snitch for the Treasury Department, so he reached out and was soon telling them about Herman and this offer. And the Secret Service were already aware of Herman and thought this was the perfect chance to catch him because he's a counterfeiter. So the they Secret know Service him. for who? The Secret, Secret Service handles counterfeit crime. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so an agent goes undercover, posing as a hitman. <laughs> And the two men tell Herman and said they would do it together, right? We're a team. This is my guy. I'm, it's George and, and Frank. We yeah. always work together. I, I give him the pipe and then he whacks him with it. Or I put the bullet in the gun and then he shoots it. You could talk. Or I take the clothes off and he opens the window. <laughs> or I pour the drink and he puts the powder in it. Yeah. Or I take him to the river and he hits him with the oar. Yeah, we got it. I'm just saying there's a lot of options. I buy the ticket for the roller coaster, he tosses him out of it. I get him to go to the top of the roof, he hits him with the sandbag. 
I tell him he can swim underwater because he has gills. He holds him under. I say, let me see your penis handle. He cuts it off and bleeds him out. I say, I'm a brain surgeon. He puts a saw into it. Well, now we got it. Just want to be super clear. So I tell him I'm a soccer coach. (laughs) He shoots him. I say he's a garbage man intern. We cut his heart out of his chest. Jesus Christ. There's options. We're very natural at what we do. I tell him I'm auditioning people for Broadway. He lets him know if he has a good voice or he has to work on it. Then I shoot him. There's stuff we can do. So, right, so he, they, so Herman goes to the guy and says, will you kill someone? The yes. guy goes, I don't know. And then he comes back with another guy and he goes, so this is my random new friend. He's mm-hmm. in on it. And Herman's like, that sounds fine. Oh, great, too. That's great. More mouths. But um, Meyer, said, Meyer says he will take the 2500 in fake cash. After thinking about it, I want the worst option. <laughs> And then, and then they kept trying to stall as much as possible because they actually don't want to kill anybody. Wow. So they say, whoa. Ooh. Good thing we got the crim. Yeah. Now and it is. I don't want to do this story anymore. <laughs> Sorry, we're just going to do a little technical stuff. Johnny, can we work on light 9B? <laughs> we did a Q to Q earlier. Great, that's better. Spot me. It's time. It's always been this way. <laughs> Don't worry. We can keep going, day. I think we know who the real star is. Go on, Dave. You were talking about your story from earlier. I'm just so hung up thinking about a Dane. But there I go again. Head in the clouds. No. Hello. Hi. Good thing we're not recording this one, eh? So they keep stalling. They keep coming up with reasons why they can't kill Ferdinand. We're busy. We got the, the, the We're making lemonade. Yeah, we was busy that day. We got to uh, resoil the, the grass. I'm sick. We're both gonna be sick. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're both, both gonna sick. get cold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're getting tattoos of each other. <laughs> we're getting matching cats. Yeah. We do it. We come up with a dance, and we gotta keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're fusing our bodies together. Um, we like to pitch ideas. 
Then suddenly, Ferdinand was uh, rushed to the hospital with what seemed like pneumonia. Agent secu- uh, This is the, okay. the guy they want to kill. Before they've agreed? This is the guy. No, they've, already, they've agreed to kill okay, him. Okay, they've agreed. Okay. I thought and, but they've been, they've been putting it off. Right, right. Okay. Um, so all of a sudden, he gets rushed to the hospital with pneumonia. Agents go to see him and ask if he has life insurance, and he says he doesn't. He says he doesn't. I don't. I don't. <coughs> At least I would know about it if I did. Uh, he said he had a buddy named Herman. He, Ferdinand did? Yeah. My buddy Herman. Who got him an agent, and he filled out the applications, but they were all rejected. I bet <coughs> they were. I bet they were. Yeah, they uh, turned you down. Damn, every one of them, too. I don't know. His wife read him the rejection letters because he didn't speak English and couldn't read them. We can't do it, Ferdinand, unfortunately. You're too high risk. You've tried every one. Just forget about this, okay? That's from the insurance company. Love insurance company. He actually had what would be about $150,000 insurance today. Now, arsenic is a very painful way to die, and the husband uh, was in the hospital for over a month. Oh, God. You just Herman, give me the or. Yeah, yeah. Herman told the agent in Myers he was tired of waiting and had poisoned him. Quote, You guys... Okay. I got impatient. I'm sorry. Quote, We loaded him down with arsenic, and he still lives... We can't understand it. The son of a bitch must have nine lives because we gave him enough arsenic to kill six men. Jeez. When he did finally die, the Asians already knew Herman was having an affair with the wife. Okay. <clears throat> so, they're both charged with murder. On what grounds? <laughs> <laughs> then an insurance investigator sees Herman's picture in the paper and realized that that's the guy he met at Karina's home after uh, her insured stepson, 17-year-old kid, had died. So he had seen Herman at that, and he goes, well, that is interesting, that Herman was at the thing for a dead kid. Right. Because he was always suspicious that a 17-year-old had a bunch of life insurance. A 17-year-old? Now, he's quite a daredevil. It seems like he's always cheating death. So instead of sitting down and talking to him, I think I'd like to buy as many insurance policies as possible. He's always playing with arsenic and stuff. So the investigator told the cop, and the cop knew exactly who Karina was. He'd investigated her after a homeless guy with tons of insurance from their neighborhood died. Man... Come on. That's like, the ins- who's the insurance company? They're like, really? Shouldn't he use some of this money to make his life better? <laughs> nope, he's just dead set on taking out as much insurance. I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> you know. Anyway, merely a liaison for him. So, but think about it. If he dies, he'll have a lot of money. Yeah. So then he can change his life. Oh, yeah, I guess that... Well, he wasn't thinking this through, I guess. (laughs) So, uh... So, while looking into that, the cop found out three men Karina took care of as a home health co-worker died in a short period of time. Dave, what was their insurance status? 
Insured. Good, good, good. So he asked the DA to exhume. And you can take insurance policies out on anybody. Well, you're, they're doing it in tricky ways. They're right. not just doing it. Okay, it's, but so she's basically being like, like, I'm the aunt of this. Well, she, she could have had the same thing. They didn't they know what convinced? they were they don't know what they're signing. Right. Or another guy goes in and takes it out. Like, right. a, a lot right. of things. Right. Um, so. And you're never notified. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just like, Ugh. okay. So uh, the cop asked the DA to exhume the stepson's body, and the DA just laughed at him and said he was crazy. Come on, that's gross. <laughs> what are we going to do, dig? Come on, that's crazy. And then he looked further into it and find out Krina applied for 18 insurance policies just on her stepson. Still. One for each year. Plus one for his birthday. Don't tell him. Still, the DA was like, come, come on. Come on, what are you going to do? Go get him? Open the casket? It'll be gross smelling. Come on, you guys, this is really icky. <laughs> it's pretty gross. I don't want to hear about it anymore. He's already down there. It's like six feet. <laughs> so the cop just keeps pushing and Finally, the DA gives in and he's like, look, you're probably wrong. And if you're wrong, you're going to have to resign from the department. So they dig him up. And the stepson is full of arsenic. Hmm. Uh, so, so now Herman starts to squeal. And he is telling the details of all the murders that he knows of. Okay. And he said, he's innocent. I didn't do anything. I just was watching him do it. And he said, Paul and Louie are the guys who were doing it all. They made me do it. And then the cops arrest Paul. And Paul says he's innocent, and Herman and Louis were doing it all. I was possessed at the time of all of these. What you've got is a ghost killer, and I want to help you find him. Is that and, nuts? And then they arrest Louis, and Louis said he's innocent, and it's all actually Herman and Paul. So, I mean, really, worst case scenario for all three. Yeah. Right, because if they all were like, it's this one guy, that would help. But instead, they're like, I didn't do it, the other two did. Yeah. Wasn't me, the other two did it. I have no idea. It's these other two. Well, yeah. I'm just a simple rabbi who's non Jewish. <laughs> so now the DA is checking every mysterious death that's happened for years. Uh, yes. Bodies are being exhumed all over Philadelphia. And it's really icky. So they needed so many tests of so many bodies that Hoover at the FBI offered his lab to help the overflow. Wow. And they're finding poison bodies all over Philadelphia. <laughs> a grand jury was arraigned and a trial began and the press is going fucking nuts. Uh-huh. The women who had helped kill their husbands were called poison widows or the black widows of Philadelphia. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 
Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Wow. So the big day... uh was May ni- in the trial. The big day in the trial is May 19th. 19- we call the fattest. <laughs> uh, May 19, 1939, because that was the day widow Rose Karina was being arraigned. She had been nicknamed the Rose of Death. Mm. She was caught after two months on the run, and the courtroom is packed to see her because police... She had said she had used her charm and good looks to lure in victims. And she had married five times, and three of those guys were dead. The two who were alive were the only two who refused to take out insurance. Okay. So while she's on the run, the press just keeps building her up to be this crazy hot woman. She's, quote, irresistible and buxom. And the cops said she's a You professor. can't not fuck her. <laughs> yes. It's bonkers. We don't want to bring her in here. We feel like we'll flood the courtroom. (laughs) I'm just stating facts, Your Honor. The cop said she was a professional widow. She's a pro-widow. So there's a lot of excitement to see her in the courtroom. It was a packed house, huge crowd. That's amazing that, like, I mean, it's just like the spectacle of that where you're just like, she's so hot, you can't handle it. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Ooh, ah. Like all the men aren't like, oh, boy, I, what a murderer. Like, oh, God, I've got to get eyes on her. Oh, oh she could take an insurance policy out of me anytime. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, she could make me an arsenic and gin anytime. Bro. And a uh, huge crowd. I wouldn't mind being stripped naked by her and having her open the window. <laughs> hey, it'd be worth it. Whoa, I'd go salmon fishing with that dame. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So overflow out of the courtroom, packed outside, all waiting to see Rose. And she rolls up, and she's just an ordinary-looking woman. So they're like just being like, this is Marilyn Monroe. And then she's like, hello. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. I mean, I still would. I still would, huh? I mean, I don't know if I'd let her strip me naked, but she could open the window. She could open the window. Wow. Uh, I haven't had sex in a while, so don't mind if I do. <laughs> so she's short, she's thick, she's matronly, she has thick glasses, she wears black shapeless clothes, she chewed her nails as she waited for court to begin. I've got a fetish for nail chewers. 
One reporter wrote she was the, quote, no longer blooming rose of death. (laughs) It makes no sense to do that as a prosecutor, right? Prosecutor? If they're calling her to the, they're, they're calling her into the courtroom. Yeah. And you're setting her, oh, the papers are doing that. Papers are doing that. Okay, yeah, right. Well, that, I mean, even then, that's just like, doesn't help the prosecution's case in any way. Yeah, I don't know if it makes a difference. Huh? Really? It, what? Why? Well, to just be like, oh, her charm, she's unbelievable, you're not going to get over this. And then she's like, how are you? Yeah, but I don't know if they did that in the courtroom, though. Like, we don't know. I mean, it was overflowing with dudes. It was press and the cops saying it, but not necessarily the prosecution. Okay. All right. Um, so she had a new boyfriend. While she was on the run, she met a new boyfriend. The guy's like, "I'm cool with it." And he thought, "Dudes don't give a fuck." She, you know, she took out a lot of insurance policies and murdered. <laughs> yeah, she's chill though. I mean, mm, I'm having a lot of trouble finding women I like. So she said she's changed. I well, mean, just for her birthday, I'm getting her insurance policy on me. He didn't know anything about it, but he came to court with her, and he... What are you doing here again today? He, he thought her name was Mary. Mary, what is this all about? <laughs> Why are they all... What's going on here, Mary? Okay, what? so I just want to be full disclosure with you. <laughs> Ugh. So I'm going to be called because I'm basically on trial for arsenicking some guys and making a ton of money off them. That's cool. I mean, I just, I, I just, yeah, I, I want to have sex. And I know you do. So, and I'm okay. I told you, as soon as you fill out the NDA that I have about, you know, as soon as you sign the sexual disclosure agreement, oh. as soon as you sign the sexual disclosure agreement, I'm going to fucking get you naked, open that window, and you're going to take the bang train to come town, okay? And that is so soon. I should just tell you, you're probably going to hear some stuff today that's just kind of like crazy. Okay. But it's all bullshit. Okay. Even though it's like a ton of corroborating stories. Okay. It's all BS. But we're going to have sex. As soon as that paperwork clears... Yeah. The sexual disclosure agreement, again, and I don't even want that. That's just because, you know, like I told you before, I have to have that for my medical situation. As soon as I get you fill that out with your information, your SOCH, all that stuff, your birthday, all that stuff, you know. And then we we have Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Oops. Yeah. What's going on? It went early. Yeah, that's fine. Actually, that's better for me. Because what we'll do is we'll get you out of those wet things, and we'll just put you on the bed, and just open that window to cool you off. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make you one of my delicious whiskey powders. Ah. Yeah. You're just going to love it. Ah. You are... Tell you what, don't even... Go home. Don't even listen to that. Why did I bring you is a really good question, probably. It's a crazy thing I've done, I guess. Go home and just wait for me. Why yeah. do they keep calling you Rose? Huh? Oh, you don't have a nickname? They call me the Rose of Death. I mean, I was a wrestler. <laughs> Baby. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. 
Um, Hopefully I can wait. <laughs> I probably can. So the whole crowd... Oh, that's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so obviously the day was profoundly disappointing for the thousands of people or whatever watching. Yeah. Now Herman's tried first. He's charged with murder. The judge's nickname was Hanging Harry. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. The jury was made up of seven women and five men. Many witnesses broke down the murder racket and how it all worked. Two doctors said Herman had tried to buy live typhoid fever germs from them. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, are we going to put my client's hobby under a microscope? <laughs> the man collects deadly diseases, for the love of God. Uh, he had an ant farm, too. Shall we get into that? We're not doing well. <laughs> Just so you know. Tell him the typhoid was because I have gophers. That, Your Honor, <laughs> this is brought to my attention that the typhoid was a part of my client's gopher thing because he wanted to get rid of them. I think I'm going to get away with this. Not that I did it. I didn't. If I did do it, I would get away with it. As it is, I'm just not going to get it. I've got a bad feeling. Yeah. You can come over to my house, Your Honor. You can't do no that. No gophers. Don't do that. Got rid of them all. I used... I uh, used really, it's a lot of it is through me. I'm kind of like the media. I used the live typhoid coaches. I used arsenic. Some of them I hit with a sandbag. Uh-huh. I killed some gophers with an oar. Oh shit! There are so many different ways. Yeah, uh, and this some is gophers. Uh, objection, Your Honor. I'd I like leave to outside my and leave the your window Honor, I open. Object. My client pleads the fifth, Your Honor. I want to hold my client in contempt. Is that gophers, possible? If you take off a gopher's clothes. Whoa, that's his fur. Your Honor, please, can we take a long recess? Permission to walk far away from the bench. Please. Your Honor, if it's a Please crime... Please stop. If it's a crime Please. to kill a... It is. Stop. A little creature in a hole. Uh, well, then I'm guilty. Yes. Not great language, Your Honor. I really... Permission to tie, bind the stenographer. And if it's wrong to take sir, out... Sir, sir, sir. $16,000 worth of insurance... That, no, that's a crime. That's on a crime. A gopher, that, that is a crime. That's a crime. That's, Your Honor... Then, Your Honor, I am guilty. Your Honor. <laughs> and if it's a crime to take one as your wife. Oh my God, no, 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 no. And no. to make sweet love. No, Your Honor, please. please. That little blind woman. Your Honor. That little hairy blind woman. Your Honor, please. please. Permission to remove his microphone? Is there any way to just. Well, then I am guilty, Your Stop Honor. Stop saying that, please. We are, again, to be very clear, we are pleading not guilty. We guilty are very... of being in love. No, well, uh, sure, whatever. But we're very, we're, we're married to the not guilty uh, plea. So, again, if we could just take a couple days off, that would be fantastic for us. A little vacation, maybe. We made babies. Okay, dokey. Chipmunks. Stop. Your Honor, our contention is that my client had chipmunk babies with a gopher. (laughs) 
Is that a crime? I think it's good. I think it's good. Is that a crime? We made it work. I got a really bad feeling still. Herman uh, also asked a pharmacist for hydrocyanic acid, Your which Honor. was used for executions. Your Honor, for, for now, come on, I, I, again, are we, are we are. This man is not allowed to have a hobby. Can he not collect baseball cards or stamps? My God. He said he told the pharmacist he was going to use the acid on his hair. Which, again, Your Honor, is it wrong to dye your hair with acid? The last time I checked, that wasn't a crime. My God. When Herman... Is he the only one who's aciding his hair? He is? Well, that's crazy, huh? We should have talked through that one a little we bit. We should have talked about a lot of this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you went Because you told me the whole... Go- you told me to do the gopher thing. No, I was very clear through oh, it all. Oh, fuck, that. that was a dream. No, no. That you wasn't mean? you. That no, was that a was dream me. I had. No, that was here. That you, was earlier today. You told me to say the gopher thing? No, that, oh, you dreamt that. Now I get yeah. it. Yeah, no, that was not something I said to do. <laughs> when Herman took the stand in his defense, he said all the witnesses had lied. Every one of them, Your Honor. Crazy what they're doing to me. The judge asked him why he had put check marks next to arsenic formulas in a catalog in his home. Those are the things I don't want to get. <laughs> Everything else was the stuff I bought. I agree, it looks crazy now. Gosh. He said he didn't make check marks, and the catalogs was for a hair formula he was working on called New Life. Yeah, I'm making hair products. <laughs> That's so crazy. The jury was out for four hours. About well, then, uh, like part of that was lunch. It's like a two-hour lunch. What do you say? They did. About a third of the time was uh, spent eating lunch. <laughs> <laughs> they found. They found him guilty and recommended execution. As the jury forewoman read the verdict, Henry rushed at her yelling, quote, You bitch! And he tried to punch her, but she ducked. Wait, who's he trying to punch? The jury forewoman reading the guilt of the verdict. Yeah, he's like, she did this. The jury forewoman did this. And what a great way to validate everything. You bitch, I'll kill you with arsenic. Ah, fuck. So he tries to punch her, guards tackle him, they carried him and literally threw him through the swinging doors and out of the courtroom. Um, The trial is covered across the country, which leads to tips, and at least 25 people are arrested. Karina goes on trial next. Who? Karina, the poisoner of the stepson. She was stone-faced the whole time. Witnesses told tales of her witchcraft. It was revealed she had built a recreation room with the money from her stepson's death. As an homage to my boy. <laughs> he loved air hockey. Yeah. Yeah. And an air hockey table. Yeah. After days and days of crushing testimony, Karina just stood up in the middle of the trial and said, quote, All right, if you want me to talk, I'll talk. I mean, again, the lawyer's like, Karina, that's actually not what we... All right, fine, I did it. What's next? And then her lawyers quickly pleaded guilty for three murders, and she was happy as shit. 
she has the biggest grin on her face. She's that's right when the that, that's down below it says pleads guilty to, in the arsenic ring trial. It should she, just say the happiest. She's so fucking happy. Hey, oh, woo! Because I did so many more. <laughs> I'm devastated. I just oh wow! I really I didn't even do the three. I did so many. No, we know. Good work. We should celebrate. Yeah, but what happens now? I just walk. <laughs> no, it, no. I just did three. So what is that? Like six weeks or something? All your life. I should have probably just pushed her. Yes. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. She did it. She said she did it because she was worried some in the poison gang would kill her son. I had to do it before he was poisoned by people who didn't love him. She said he was being threatened, and uh, he came to City Hall with police... Uh, her, her real son we're talking about. Oh, okay. still alive. Oh, right, okay. Um, he came to City Hall with police guards and urged his mom to, uh, to talk, to snitch. And she gave up enough info to have a dozen men convicted. Wow. The stenographer carried a stack of notebooks out of the room with him. <laughs> this led to a bunch of arrests... I like that the stenographer has to care. Part of the job is carrying all the things you type. <laughs> what? Sorry. I'm just a fast typist. And you move the stuff you type. So these people sure are talking. Anyone can help me? No. Uh, three men who were just about to be killed as part of an arsenic thing uh-huh. were saved. Uh-huh. Um, then Herman started talking to the cops. Okay. So now Herman's squealing, and he said he wanted to come clean. He probably was hoping it would spare his life. I feel like it's not going to. Uh, so the cops take him to a restaurant. The cops take you get whatever you want. Yeah, go ahead. Really? Go yeah, I'll go have ahead. a clams casino. Um, hmm. Oh, you guys are pretty cool. Should we want to do some mozzarella sticks to start? <laughs> What's going on here? Just so we're pals now, right? They're cool. Um, My guys, margaritas. What are we feeling? Yeah, they go to a karaoke bar. I can't believe how fast we're piling up. Yeah, they they were just acting like they were buddies with him, and they did let him order what he wanted, and he just started fucking talking. Just so, you guys are not like here as cops, right? Like you guys are just my new best friends who wear cop uniforms. That's right. That's unbelievable. We that's just went. We just went into prison and took you out to buy you a meal. We thought you were interesting. It's funny because when I was in there, I kept going like, "I feel connected." Help again. Have some more shrimp, guys. Really, I'm not going to be able to eat all this. But I'm like, I really got along with these guys. Yeah. It's so interesting. Should we do another round of beers? <laughs> hmm. I mean, that's exactly what happened. These wings aren't going to eat themselves, BFFs. You know what we need? A BFF handshake, huh? Oh man, I'm loving this. I'm going to go take a piss. Do you guys want to come with me again like we keep yeah. doing, or can I go alone? No, we're going with you. Hey, BFFs pee together. <laughs> hey, we're PFFs. Let's roll, gang. That's right. Come on. Man, I love watching my BFFs pee. Look at us. Whizzing. The whiz boys. What if we got jackets made, huh, pals? Yeah. Sure. I got an idea. Should we just, like, move in together? Is that crazy? By the way, a lot of us ask if it's crazy. Maybe we get a place, something like that, billiard table? Hmm? I wish this was that far off from reality. 
He implicated himself in 32 murders and said he sold arsenic, he gave up names, and even started talking about unrelated crimes he committed. Well, you know, now that we're piling around, there's some stuff I haven't told you guys about. I blew up some buildings. It was actually like my main source of income for a while. You guys ever do that or know anyone who does that? No. Oh man, it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe like, I know you guys have your other jobs, but you're off duty when we're hanging out. If you ever wanted, we could really blow some stuff up together. I could show you how to do it, it's awesome. I mean, you like fireworks? Buckle the fuck up. <laughs> you gotta implode a building with dynamite. It's awesome. <laughs> fuck. I love us and this crew. Yeah. We're so dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Yeah. You are. I don't even know your last names. Or, sorry, your first names. My first name is Officer. <laughs> okay. Officer Schmidt, come on. Yeah. It's... <laughs> well, you guys want to start calling me... Officer. Okay, shut the fuck up. He was brought back to his cell and bragged how he now had detective friends and was going to beat the chair. He also said he was now thinking about becoming a detective. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what is in his head? What is He's like, oh uh, yeah, how did it go? I mean, Real good. Real good. First of all, they're awesome dudes. You get them out of here, they're just like us. I feel like they basically deputized me. By the way, you guys probably shouldn't talk about your crimes in front of me anymore. I mean, I did with them, but we kind of are like have that code. But the second I become a cop, I could use it against you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> No wonder they weren't wizard. Without whiz. I'm probably just being paranoid. <laughs> Meanwhile, Karina is completely losing it. Guards thought she was faking being crazy to avoid the electric chair. She was babbling incoherently and screaming that witches were in her cell. <laughs> she tried to kill herself twice in one day. Okay. Well, in one day? How about a little monitoring? First, hanging herself with a handkerchief. Oh, well, okay. It's not... Then slashing her wrist with a safety pin. That's how Epstein went. When cops brought any of the main suspects together, sometimes they would do that to question them. They would have two in a room just to fuck with their heads. Uh -huh. What you mean? They bring them both into the same room to question them? Yeah, they bring like right. Paul so and Herman. Or oh no, I feel like my bullshit's going to conflict with his bullshit. So when they were in the room together, they were terrified of one another because they thought they would give them the evil eye. Uh, well, uh, can I have some sunglasses, please? I would also like some sunglasses. 
Louis, who had brown flecks in his eyes, was accused the most. They yelled, quote, don't you give me the eye at each other. You, don't you give me the eye. You keep... Uh, don't give me the eye. I'm closing uh, my eyes. Uh, 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 hey, 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 hey. Uh. <laughs> ah! Guys, stop it. Stop it. Oh! They would refuse to look at each other. I will not look at him, officer, because he's going to kill me with his eyeballs. How many times do we have to go through this? Well, why don't you look at him? Don't. You're my... You're my best friend. Need you. So, tons of widows are being questioned by the murder squad. One widow denied her hat maker husband had been poisoned and then asked at midday if she could go home to bathe and get papers that would prove she was innocent. May I take a bath and get some evidence? <laughs> Is that allowed? How does this all work? May I just take a bath? She took advantage of the situation to run from the cops, grab Should a pistol. Should they let her? All right. No, no. Here go. Take a bath and get the evidence. We're not going to follow you, but you better fucking come back. You understand us? Not only did they let her, but the, the stenographer was like washing her back in the tub. Is this real? Yeah. The stenographer was like, do you guys realize I'm like a typist? <laughs> You understand? All right, you carry all the stuff you type, and then you got to go sponge bathe this one when she goes home. She's going to get evidence, but when she's there, she wants a sponge bath. Mm-hmm, 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 she wanted to be a cop. She later became a cop, so... So this... It's still fucking... Cr- I mean, it's- okay, well, while she's bathing her, the woman leaps out of the tub and uh, runs and grabs a pistol from her chest of drawers and tries to shoot herself, but the stenographer wrestles it away. So the stenographer's like, she grabbed a gun and she is pointing it right at me right now. And now she is soaking wet. I'm hiding right now in a little cover. Here outside, she could probably hear my tapping. That's not good, I thought to myself. Has this become a first-person novel? She thinks that it has, she said out loud, worried for her own life. It was at that moment I decided I wanted to become an officer of the law myself. A seed had been planted, but would it be fertilized? Chapter 2. Life on the cover. When they got the gun away from her, they learned she had also taken arsenic, but somehow she survived. She she took arsenic. She was like, I'm going to poison myself, kill her, and then boom, we're done. She could have just run. Well, she... No, I don't know if she could have run. I mean, there's a cop downstairs. Oh, there was. Upstairs, yeah. Okay, so the cop's downstairs. He's like, all right, look. Go take your bath. <laughs> But we don't trust you enough to soap yourself. The stenographer's going to go up there and lather you. No funny business. It's a straight bath evidence back to the courthouse. Promise, officer. Now I'll be down here in the other story of the house, not expecting any shenanigans. 
What do you mean? While she was up there under my careful watch, she ate poison and tried to kill the bathing stenographer? <laughs> no, tried to kill herself. But she also, oh, she wasn't trying to kill the stenographer. No, just killed herself. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Well, that changes the story. Turns out I was overreacting. <laughs> Classic me. Oh, Sheila, you fool. A seed had still been planted. Chapter three, the realization. So she ends up living and she testifies against Paul. On the witness stand, she said she had sex with Paul and that he was a demon lover. Well, uh, no objection there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie daisy, sorry. (laughs) Hey, the devil's cock got rid of all the spirits. Hey, fist bump lawyer, yeah, come on. I banged the good. <laughs> Otherworldly, huh? Come on, no. guy. What are we pal? Oh, wow, what a square. <laughs> Permission to have a new one. <laughs> she also said he could command God and devils and put a jinx on her, so he did whatever he wanted. Oh, that's not good. So police, through all this information they're getting from Police Herman are like, and- all right, this is, how do we figure this out? <laughs> They're all guilty in crazy different ways. They have now done, uh, they've arrested 75 people and done a shitload more exhumations. The courtroom now was burglarized. (laughs) What? And cops. God damn it, if there's ever a time for a cat burglar. (laughs) Shit. And they immediately think it's an attempt to destroy evidence, and they catch the burglar, and he just turned out to be an out-of-work guy who was really hungry and robbed the first place he came to. Is this a bank? (laughs) Oh. Oh, The odds. I just got a bunch of cocaine. Let me do a bump. No, 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 no. Boy, that ain't good shit. That burns. So Paul goes on trial for um, five murders. The biggest event of the trial was an evil eye off duel between Paul and Louie. So, Louie. Yes. Your Honor, what the fuck is going on right now? Ah! 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 Should we take a recess? Give me a Gatorade. I mean, it's what happened. So, Louis on the witness stand and shot the evil eye at Paul, and Paul was scared and opened the first and fourth fingers on his hand and pointed it at Louis to ward off the evil eye. (laughs) Incidentally, this is uh, where the universal heavy metal symbol come from. Ronnie James Dio's grandmother used it to uh, show him the horns to ward off the evil eye and he picked it up. (laughs) (laughs) But it was literally like Besides just doing this, he was like, like he was doing shit, like pushing it back and like, ah, 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 yeah, I mean, what you're doing is exactly what happened. Your Honor, we don't even need to talk to each other. We know we want everyone to be guilty. 
Over 100 witnesses testified against Paul, and he decided to plead guilty at that point. I don't know. I think he thought that would help if he was, and he wouldn't be sentenced to death by pleading. He would, he would not. Be. Yeah, he thought he wouldn't be if he pleaded guilty. Well, I mean, he, even if he's sentenced to death, he can just possess someone when he comes back. He's yeah. good to go. But he was sentenced to death. Hmm. That's so really, he should have just pushed it. Yeah, they all should have. They're um, all lying, Your Honor. I was actually possessed at the time. <laughs> the whole time? <laughs> Robbie James Dio took me over? <laughs> the next trial was for the widow Herman was having the affair with. Uh-huh. Um, Stella Alfonsi. The press broke her down as she entered the court. Quote, Although she has been in prison for a year, Miss Alfonsi gave no evidence of that fact when she appeared for her trial. She was smartly dressed, completely in black, with a black turban on her head and black pumps on her feet and a black purse in her hand. She also displayed a new wave in her black hair. Always. 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 Doesn't matter what it is, the woman is... Coming into the courtroom right now wearing a very, very... She's got a demure black dress on, mm. not too short, not too low. Beautiful pumps. Gosh, where'd she get those? She's carrying a black purse. And she just, just me or she read on her hair. We'll be back with the Westminster Woman Show. <laughs> mm, perfect. I love the trot. She's got a confident strut. Is that just me? No, actually, Alan, that's something she's been working on all season. Well, it's really paying off today as she gets into that juror box. God, I love the way that she's putting her hand on the Bible. Fingers arched a little bit, which I love. Well, that's European. A lot of the French women are doing that now. <laughs> really paying off here again. Then nail polish. What is that? Well, that's actually just peeling nail polish. So she had them done, and then she let them peel. Very natural. I love it personally. Shows that she cares, but only when it's appropriate. Today's a different time. <laughs> So, uh, Stella was found not guilty. She told reporters people should remember her as a woman who had an unfortunate experience. (laughs) Rose had a second murder trial and uh, this time was found not guilty. Wow, okay. And uh, Karina was the one who smiled. Fuck, I don't remember. There's so many people... Yes. Okay, yes. right, okay. Because um, I was going to say, otherwise, at Rose after a not guilty, she was like, and then she exploded into confetti. <laughs> <laughs> a man named Salvatore Sortino testified that he had paid $50 to watch one of the witches to learn how to hatch a tiny devil under his armpit. Your Honor, in my defense, my radio had stopped working. I just wanted to see a devil egg edge. He was 36 and carried an egg in his armpit for nine days straight. He, he did it? He thought if he put it under his armpit, he would like mother him hand he a was devil egg? He learning how to hatch a tiny demon. And that you do by putting an egg Whoa, under your Demon eggs are so much like chicken eggs. <laughs> That's right, sir. Oh. I um, hope I don't mix it up with my other eggs and make a deviled egg or something like that. You know what I mean? 
It could be an oopsie poopsie. Get out. It's been a great night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. On the ninth day, Salvatore went down to his cellar and waited for the devil, but the devil did not come. Wait, was it the wrong armpit? <laughs> the idea, his arm must have been like his shoulder, oh. his neck. He was probably like, man, this ninth day can't come fast enough. <laughs> this is fucking killing me. Thank God it's the ninth day. Hopefully it's early morning when it happens. Oh, it's afternoon. It's midnight. Oh no. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, he was then sentenced to life for drowning a man for the poison crew. Karina, Karina was also an armpit witch. She was known to tell clients chickens lay smaller eggs called devil's eggs in June and July. And if you put one under your armpit, it will put an evil spirit inside of if you put it in someone's armpit, it'll put an evil spirit inside of that person. Ins- inside of who? Oh. So, it's very simple. I'm sorry, yeah, again, I should in, be grasping this simply. In June and July... The hatching chick- month. Chickens lay smaller eggs. Right, you take those. Those are devil's eggs. Uh-huh. You take those and you put it under someone's armpit... And it will put an evil spirit inside of that person. Okay, but they don't need to hold it under their arm for nine days. No, they probably don't even know it's there because you're putting it under someone's armpit. Yeah, you're never going to notice if someone slips you an egg, Mickey. Correct. Who would notice that? What the fuck are you doing? um... Are you putting a devil egg under my... No, I just... um, My incubator broke. What? Please go to sleep. No, I will not. Let's play, let's play uh, Truth or Dare. No. I'll give you some money to, please. No. Do you like, do you like eggs? Um, the arsenic trials went on for two and a half years. What the Detect- fuck? There were so many witnesses. They were like, we... Yeah, no, sorry. The jury was like, oh my God. Because the, the poisoning... The poison gang, as they're called, went on for like 13 years. Oh, wow. So I mean, they, they made fuck tons. They made fuck tons of money, but the cops... Some detectives thought there were thousands of dead people. Wow. Uh, probably... You know, in the hundred, definitely in the hundred, over a right. hundred. Um, Twenty-one murders for, were proven. There were twenty-three convictions, fifteen life sentences. A few got up to twenty years. Two death sentences. Both Karina and Louis, the rabbi, only got life for squealing. Paul and Herman waited too long to talk and got death. So if they had immediately talked, right. like like Louis and Karina did, they right. would have gotten off. Paul was executed on March 31st, 1941. Herman was executed 200 days later. He did everything he could do to have it commuted to life. He even appealed to FDR. At the end, he was in, quote, frenzied prayer. People who heard it said it sounded like gibberish. Guards had to hold him upright as they took him to the electric chair. That's how I would go. Yeah. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. be like, right here? Okay, awesome. And then that one there, and all right. Well, this is, are you sure? Okay, the phone's not, okay. You know? Like, yeah. No, 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 please. As he was strapped in, he kept saying he was innocent and trying to get out of the chair. And then he said to the witnesses, quote, you wouldn't want to witness the death of an innocent man. Give me a chance to prove my innocence. And then he said, quote, I want to see the governor. And then the mask was put over his face and he started screaming until he was dead. Oh, my God. Several Did he have an egg under his pit? They were like, hey. <laughs> well, now you've fucking blown it. Anyone want to scream me? Oh, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, it works. That that is the, like, I mean, again, like, whatever, I'll shut up. But, I mean, like, the electric chair is just such a graphic, horrible... It's horrible. It's not how anybody gets it. Several of the arsenic, well, we just shouldn't, you know, kill people. I agree completely, you know, but that, that was... A phase where well, we still do it. it. Off the electric, where in like Texas? They just brought it back somewhere because they're. It, it's got to be Texas if they brought it back. I think it's. I believe it is. Is it? Oklahoma. Oh, it's Oklahoma. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. Well, that's basically Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's where Texans go on vacation. Yeah. Uh, several of the arsenic widows served time together in the same jail, working on sewing machines. Or on the farm. Louis, the rabbi, rediscovered his Jewish faith in prison and wanted to move to Israel, but couldn't because he was in prison for life. I um, have decided I'd finally like to make a pilgrimage to Israel. I feel like it's time uh, yeah. for me to right. do it. Sure. Okay, this, so. Can I finish? No. Okay. You're in prison for life. Right, yes, the lying, yes, lie, me who lied, yes. I am now a, I love Judaism. And the, right. Torah, we, the Torah has spoken to me on a level that is... No, no, we, that's great. We don't care. That's a command. It's me. I'm Jushin. Please? No. No. We're anti-Semites. It's America. I'm Christian. <laughs> God, he's so good. Jesus was like crazy cool, huh? What was with that guy, huh? Wow. Body of Christ. I would like to go to Jer- Jerusalem to see where the... Uh, if you kill me, I want to be stoned. <laughs> no, wait, cross. Final answer. <laughs> One of Paul's nephews, it turned out, was serving time for a murder Paul committed, and he was relieved, <laughs> released after 16 years when evidence proved that Paul had killed him and not him. And the whole time he was like, my uncle did it, and they never believed him. Cool to see you, nephew. Thank you again. <laughs> well, Paul's, Paul's dead. I died. So this is... <laughs> The end for us. Uh, sources, King of Poisons by Jar Parascandola. Uh, Catherine Canavan wrote True Crime Philadelphia. 
Arsenic and Lace, The Bizarre Tale of a Philadelphia Myrtle Murder Ring by Robert James Young. Uh, yeah, that's it. Fuck, man. It was just so... It was so much easier to, to kill do people? that. Well, yeah. to do most shit. Like, to do most criminal activity was like... Yeah. The fact that you could just go get, like, life insurance on anyone. You know... Awesome. And then just get them to sign. By the way, you didn't even need them to sign it, really, did you? Couldn't you just forge a signature? Yeah, I'm sure like, you could. Hey, yeah, that's his. And they'd be like, oh, okay, that looks like a J. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of murder, though. Yeah. The slow play. The best murder. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what happens. Dare I say, David. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's birth out of the Great Depression. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's uh, actually a pretty good... Finally. I think I'm supposed to keep talking now, Dave. <laughs> or wait, did I die in the chair? What was in this? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the, it's, this is because of the Great Depression. All these people needed money. I mean... Yeah. And so you get... So, like, we keep doing that where you create, you know, the desperation for people and they yeah. act desperately shockingly that's right that's exactly right I'm excited for the greater depression <laughs> the greatest depression <laughs> USA baby thank you all for coming out we appreciate it thank you to Twin Elephant for these beers help yourself this is pretty much the only place left that's selling them uh, thank you very much guys appreciate it <laughs>